This is the Greenhouse Podcast, and I'm your host, Steve Perkins. I'm a leadership, career, and business coach and the founder of Greenhouse, a company that helps people and teams grow and figure out what's next. This podcast is for leaders, entrepreneurs, creatives, and seekers. Myself and our curated team of guests are here to give you tips and share thoughts and have meaningful conversations about topics in career and life, because we believe that with the right tools, you can lead a more fulfilling and impactful life. All right. In this episode, we're going to be talking about vulnerability, which I know is a word we hear a lot, but vulnerability and the act of going first. So let's jump into it. Ready? Let's jump right in. All right. Let's do that. So actually, when I was thinking about this topic, because I don't know if you've ever, you know, everyone's, what, what's the most famous place we feel like we learn about vulnerability right now? Like what's been the hot ticket? Brene Brown. Brene, that's right. <laughs> well, she, you know, she was already a a bigger name in like our kind of circles for a while. But then she got a Netflix special and look out. It's like, watch out. But it's cool. It's cool that something in this vein has has commandeered a front page Netflix home screen spot. Yeah. And if you haven't listened to her, um, her TED talk on vulnerability and the power of vulnerability, you should listen to it because I mean, I'm talking to you about it. Like, cause I talk about it with um, clients all the time, but she researched it, you know, the PhD head, like they went, she went deep. And the funny thing is that she didn't even know what she was going to land on. And her own takeaway was really awesome. Yeah. So I thought, let's just talk you and I a little bit about like, first of all, the questions that people say to us about vulnerability I think people feel like uh, they don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like, you know how sometimes people say, what's your brand? And everyone's like, what's what's a brand? Yeah. You know how sometimes... Well, and maybe to represent the guy side of the spectrum, because I think oh, I think sometimes really a lot of men, especially certain age bracket and up, think like, okay, this stuff isn't for me. Like, why? And why does this matter? Why does this right. topic even matter? Right. And I kind of, honestly, that's kind of where my <laughs> mind goes like too. It feels like woman topic, right? Sometimes. Kind of. Oh, I mean, yeah. you call that a stereotype, but I, I'm even, I'm a coach and I'm even like, why do we care about this topic? Right. So good. Because let's just go there and say, what's the negative connotation that comes to your mind with vulnerability? Like, what does vulnerability mean negatively? Well, I think for a lot of people, um, more generationally, generationally, um, it would be associated with weakness. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think there's also uh, a lot a lot of leadership style has changed in the military, but especially uh, whole generations who grew up in the military. Mm-hmm. And it's like that Ge- permeates the culture mm-hmm. then because you know, you're, mm-hmm. we're not sitting around talking about vulnerability. Right. And not only are we not talking about it at the people component, but it's actually a tactical word. They're like, we don't want to become vulnerable to the enemy. Right. It you actually know, like, means it, something yeah. real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then also in leadership circles, that's, I think that's mm-hmm. why Brene Brown has, what, maybe why that topic's exploded in the mm-hmm. in the corporate America circles because mm-hmm. it was so that was such a stigma. I mean, vulnerable. No, if you want to be a leader, if you want to rise up the ranks, like you are the opposite of, of vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Right. So then there's okay. What is it? What does it really mean? Why is it important? And then if this does not come natural to me. How do I step into it? Yeah, yeah, and I re- we'll get to it later. But I really want to talk about how, why, why you need to go first. Why you need to think about yes. this idea of going first. Right. We'll dig into that. Yeah. Too. Right. So I was having a talk with my father. I was walking as I do sometimes in the evenings, just talking with my dad. And my dad was calling out that I often, even very young, and you and I have actually talked about this, uh, did not always have a big fear of like talking to adults. 
Um, but respectful, don't get me wrong, but I wasn't afraid. And I also, it didn't matter if you were the CEO of a company, I was just as excited to shake your hand and talk to you about life or listen to you about your Uh life and never even thinking once that you are a CEO Mm -hmm. of the, of a company. You know, sometimes people like the owner will will walk by and everybody's like, (laughs) then no one knows what to say. Right. (laughs) And I always kind of felt a little bit comfortable because in my mind, I did not analyze this at this time though. This is me and my dad talking. I was just comfortable thinking that person's a person just like me. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost like it's weird for you to say that right now because it was so not even on your mind. It, it wasn't, wasn't even, Mm-mm. oh, I, I know that person's just a person. You weren't even right, thinking no, that. That's just your natural right. way of being. Right. And it's been one of my superpowers. And I didn't even know that it would be a little bit later on called that I was comfortable with authenticity and vulnerability. <laughs> you know, it's great. I had a summer job in high school <laughs> where they made you take some personality test. I think it may have been strength finders, but I don't remember. At the time, I didn't really know this stuff. And they said, well, here's your your report says that you have high woo. 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 (laughs) W-O-O. And I remember like looking at him trying to be like respectful. Like, oh, Oh, cool. I knew that I had woo. I love woo. Can we go? Or (laughs) woo-hoo. Yeah. Ah, it's a great drink. What did you discover it was? Well, woo is kind of the ability to... I think it comes from like woo people. It's um, okay. You're kind of charismatic or you have a way about you that gets people Mm. to open up and feel comfortable. Maybe the, not the life of the party, but just like, okay. Like you're saying, people feel very quickly and easily they can open up to you. Mm -hmm. And they'll tell you, you've had this happen. And I have Mm -hmm. two strangers or people you just met will Mm -hmm. tell you more about their life than they've told anyone in their life. Oh my goodness. In fact, I, I cannot tell you how many times I try to avoid the grocery store if I'm not in the the right frame of mind on Tuesday mornings, because it is the day that 65 and older get to go and it's a kind of set up more for them. And while that is wonderful, I have such a, a, a woo that I walk down the aisles and people just share their, they will share their <laughs> lives with me and I will not have gotten my shopping done. But I really do genuinely care, but I don't, I don't know. I just don't know what happens there. But you can't be everyone's counselor all day. <laughs> I can't, I can't. I got to turn it off sometimes. I, I got to get my groceries. <laughs> I got to get my yeah. groceries. Yeah, okay. But what is that? Like, what right. is that? And and why, What? what so what I want to talk a little bit about is, to me, when I read a lot about it, the, the core of vulnerability is that it's the core of all emotion and feeling. So vulnerability is the core of our emotional, our emotions and feelings. And that's why the guys are like, I'm out. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> but, but think about it. As a leader, as a leader, you, if you are able to brainstorm with a group of people and share your core feelings of, ah, I'm struggling with this one. See, simple statement like that one. Or anyone have any ideas? I'm drawing a blank. See how that's like everyday language. That's just vulnerable language that you and I both know in the workplace is not always accepted. Right. But I think you're hitting on the most important point. point. It doesn't mean, oh, to be vulnerable, especially as a leader, I have to go in and tell you all my deepest, darkest secrets. Right. That's not necessarily it. That could be part of it. But... it can sometimes just be the language or the tone you use. The tone. It's just, we're people talking to each other. I also think as leaders, when you are a people leader, especially, it's super important to tell about your failures to your team. And not like this. I have 10 minutes and I'm going to share about this one failure I had. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Just like how you're... 
<laughs> you leaned in so close. It's I, like no, it's just yeah. You know, I'm, I'm I'm leading my people. You know, actually, I see you're struggling with this a little bit right now. But you know what? I remember when I was 24, and I was terrified to speak up too. Yeah, I felt the same way. Uh, like yeah. that's an example of vulnerable leadership that right. people are craving. It can just be self-deprecating a little. Yeah, and yeah, we do that all the time. It's like, oh my gosh, yes. I messed that up. Yeah. <laughs> just laugh at yourself. Right. And, right. and then all the way to the more um, visible public version, which can be, I remember this one time we were putting on a kind of like a conference inside the company and had the leaders, because this whole idea of failure was becoming the hot topic, you know, like people love that idea out of Silicon Valley's like bled into all the other industries. Right. Like, oh, you should fail fast. And, and so <laughs> how do we I? talk about that? Well, right. um, the leaders got on stage and shared a failure from their, right. in their career mm-hmm. on stage. And this was the type of people who, n- who would never do that in a yeah. setting where this would never happen. What was interesting to me is they all felt super nervous. Like, oh my gosh, that was the hardest thing I've ever done. <laughs> like, I can't expose myself. I'm going to lose right. all my credibility. Yeah. And uh, many people afterwards from the audience, you know, who were their subordinates saying, oh my gosh. Uh, one person said that was life changing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one person said, um, I respect those leaders now more than ever. Yeah. One person just talked about how, man, this they just felt so much more connected now and mm-hmm. like cared about their team and their work. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, we're all humans. Like we this are. is how you would connect with friends. Mm-hmm. So why all of a sudden mm-hmm. we go to work and it's like we as we're passing through the door, I almost picture like people like turn on mm-hmm. turn into this robot and it's like yeah. well, you know, now I can't actually talk like a human being anymore. Well, remember I was sharing with you too that I've I've had several clients who have had these big takeaway moments where they've said, I didn't realize that the small talk that I was doing at before the meeting that was kind of fun and humorous and like a bit vulnerable, maybe about something a little embarrassing that happened over the weekend. And then the meeting starts and vulnerability went right out the door. They're like, and then they start yelling like, you know, no, no, that (laughs) needs to be. And what, what was a big epiphany was that, that, that is supposed to actually be blended into meaning. It's not like a before and after thing. Right. Well, you and I know this from kind of our world where we have to, present or do webinars to complete strangers right the the formula you learn out there is you have to tell a personal story because it Mm -hmm. connects you with the crowd Mm -hmm. and it says hey i'm like you i'm human too even though i'm the one on the stage and and it does you can feel it in the audience like think about any show you like or i was watching um uh what was it i think it was my next guest anyway jerry seinfeld was interviewing zach galifianakis okay and it was just one of those things, like, man, these huge celebrities. But they get on the stage and they both like cracked a joke about like something that happened that day in their right. average <laughs> mundane life. And it was like, ah, oh, yes, now I'm connected. You feel it. Yes. So I, I think there's something really important there. Is, there. But not so easy, right? Not so easy. So now let's get to the serious part here okay. before we get into the like, what do I do if it doesn't come natural and how do I step into it first? If you listen to her talk, it's actually quite kind of raw. Brene Brown. Yes, because she really talks about how the reason that most people are not comfortable walking into vulnerability and authenticity is that they don't love themselves and they do not feel accepted by others. So that's huge. If you think about it, though, if you struggle with self-love and you don't feel like you have a a group of people that support you, Mm -hmm. that you are 
then why would you be be vulnerable? You are going to have a really hard time stepping into vulnerability. Yeah. So step one, I hate to say, is a little bit of Mm self-evaluation there. With Am I okay with myself regardless of the outcome? Do I like myself enough to be okay? And we know this is a journey. It's a a journey journey. because people can come from all kinds of backgrounds that that infiltrate this. Like for me, it was the culture of, well, that's arrogant. Mm-hmm. Like self confidence, right. especially when that phrase started getting popular, mm-hmm. like um, self. Uh, what's the phrase? Self esteem. That was viewed as quite evil in my <laughs> in the kind of subculture I lived in. Right. Like, self esteem is really bad, mm-hmm. and so yeah, it was many years of me trying to wrestle with that to understand like, is it and why? It, no, actually, you can be confident and humble. Mm-hmm. Those are different yeah, things. You can, you can. And it starts with self-love. And then it also starts with, do I have a, a community of people around me that I can be safe with? Now, that doesn't necessarily have to be at work. The goal is that the work people you work with, you actually have a safe community around. But it yeah. starts with, where's your safe community? Just start there. Be vulnerable in that safe community first. And then the the key is, is that workplaces become a place that it's a safe community because you and I both know that people make mistakes and people are terrified to admit their mistakes. So sometimes we lose good people in good companies because they're afraid of the mistake they made and they just want to leave because they're embarrassed of the mistake. When the truth is, it's okay to make a mistake. Yeah. A couple of things. I like that you're calling out the love yourself part because there are a lot of people who have experienced trauma or hurt or pain in their past that this is a deep thing and this is, is a journey. So like, mm-hmm. just know that we all do various forms of counseling. We believe in it. Some some yes. people feel like they can't or there's a stigma. Yeah. We think it's awesome. And I think there's so many reasons and times and situations where it it's, is great to to see a counselor of some kind or a therapist. But also I think you're touching on the workplace shift that is, man, if we could just realize we're in we're in this weird generation where like the industrial age stripped meaning and humanity out of work because it was all about make more widgets mm, and get more efficient. Yeah, good point. And so everyone who's alive today has only lived in that world. Right. And we don't know anything different. So we think mm-hmm. that's how the work always has been. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many conversations I have. <laughs> it drives me crazy. Like, we just think that's the way the workplace has always been. No, that's mm-hmm. like a very recent thing in history mm-hmm. that work is a very robotic place. Mm-hmm. For all of history, work has been very intertwined with life. <laughs> And it's just because of like the last little few years in the span of all of history Mm -hmm. that that it's become this very unhuman place. Mm -hmm. And so I think why so many, why we're seeing this change back to like humanity in the workplace, bring your whole self to work. Like it's not a trend. It's the younger generations growing, wait, what the hell? Like this was never supposed to be like this. Yep. And let's get back to the roots mm-hmm. of how it should be. Mm-hmm. So I, that's a really I just good need call. to call it out every chance yeah. I get because it's not a trend. It's not like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, these young people want like work to be meaningful. No, no, no. Mm. And studies have shown all age groups <laughs> want work to be meaningful. They do. It's that we had this weird blip in history where it was like, it's kind of like food, you know, where for a time in the 80s, like we had all this fake food. <laughs> and now we're like, wait, food should be real, right? <laughs> it, it wasn't always like that. Right. So I, I, one thing you said is that we do, we have a lot of seekers that we mm-hmm. coach and they say that they want their work to be meaningful, but they're not just saying the function. 
They're saying, I want the workplace to be meaningful as well. And I think that's often what people are misunderstanding there as well. Yeah, you're and right. thank you for calling out the therapy piece because I actually wrote here on my notes too because <laughs> I recognize that I'm saying this super fast and yeah. super flippant, but that self-love sometimes is something that needs some work. Mm. But that is, I just wanted to call out that that is the reason in which sometimes people are more comfortable stepping into vulnerability versus others. So let's talk a little bit about how you step into it. If, if you are like, this doesn't come natural. Okay. okay. If it doesn't come natural, honestly, just like all things when I'm coaching, the first thing to do is to ask yourself why. You got to figure out your own why. Why are you not comfortable stepping into vulnerability or authenticity? I like to use those two words because I don't know, they feel similar. I know they're different. Yeah. You get it. But being your authentic self is, is a vulnerable experience, mm-hmm. right? So the first thing is to ask why. We're not even going to sit on that one very long because yeah. just like when people say, I'm terrified to go into an interview, I ask them to say, well, tell me why. Let's right. get to the why first because we can we can solve for the why. Mm-hmm. Separate conversation. So you need to work out your feelings. The next step is that if you're just, I just don't lean into authenticity at all, is to find someone who does and just notice. Just start noticing. Notice how it makes you feel. Notice what it is that they do. And your next step is to start small. So like, can you think of it as small, like a small example? Like it's like, we're not going to start with this huge <laughs> vulnerable moment, right? It's yeah. like a, a small, a small step in a meeting of vulnerability. And that might be an opportunity to go first, right? I think that is exactly what we mean by going first, because you said it at the beginning, you are a person who was never fearful or needed to act different in front of like the CEO or the owner. And, and I'm similar. And I think what I've noticed is p- part of it is part of why we're able to connect with a person like that, where maybe there's a, a wall up between them and many others they're around, is they are used to everyone trying to get something from them or compete with them, mm-hmm. right? They're the one everyone has to suck up to and right. act different around. Mm-hmm. But you, Sunday, you walk in the room and you go first, and you actually share something vulnerable first. Yep. And they never experience that. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, it's like, whoa, I can be like this with you. This is all the subconscious stuff going on. Yeah. No one's calculating this or saying it out loud. <laughs> right. But they're actually thinking like, whoa, so I can be like this with you. Right. With me. Right. They right. Do, right. Because you started it. Because mm-hmm. you went first. So mm-hmm. if we're going to be vulnerable, if we're going to have a real authentic conversation or connection or whatever... Somebody has to start that trend. <laughs> and, and so somebody has to go first. And guess what? In that situation, people open up to you because you lead with that. You right. go first and you bring that tone or that vibe into the conversation. I love that. And, and you're right. And then all of a sudden, and isn't it interesting? I think that top leaders sometimes think, if I am too authentic and vulnerable, I'm, maybe I, I lose the risk of respect and credibility. When I think that the minute a strong leader steps into a, a, a kind of everyday tone or an everyday, the, the, the respect grows. Yeah. So I agree. it's like a it's like a switch that you got yeah. to flip there. So the the last one is that if you're going to start small, you got to practice it. So who can you practice vulnerability with? Well, yeah, and maybe this goes back to your question: What is like a simple? What's an example of a very simple? In a meeting type stuff. Stepping up, a small example might be saying like, um, I might I might not have the perfect answer here, but I'd love to give it a shot and say, here's what I'm thinking. 
it's that's a perfect example of mm-hmm. small. It's like you're kind of saying you're not just going boom. You're afraid to give it to give a solution that might not be the actual solution. So you kind of phrase it around wording that says, "I'm a little nervous that this might not be the solution, but this is what's spinning in my head. I think this might could be the solution." You get it? Yeah. It's like the way you say it uh-huh. is is a small way. Yeah. And the people you can practice with, we just talked in the at the beginning of this about our our where's our safe circle. Mm-hmm. So start practicing vulnerability maybe in your home or your group of circle friends. Yeah. Like share something that didn't go well. Be real with people and see how it goes. Yeah. See how that feels. That's a great tip. And if if that person or somebody in that group tends to be we talked about um, the Myers-Briggs J uh, a few episodes ago it tends to be a judging personality where like they're going to assign a, va- a good or bad value to something that comes out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. They're not judging you as a person, but they're trying to always decipher, is this good or bad? Is this right or wrong? Yeah. You could even preempt it with like, okay, so don't like, don't jun- jump to conclusions on what I'm about to say, but let me just say this. Okay. Yep. That often works. That's fine. Cause they're not just, trying to like shut right. you down, but their natural mode might be to make you feel bad about that. Right. There's all these little things. This is why you got to start observing and then we'll close. Cause I, I know we've kind of talked about this to death, but it's like even an extrovert, if they say something like, you know, I'm just extroverting right now. I am just getting some ideas out of my head. That's saying, I'm not trying to say, I know everything. I'm just trying to brainstorm, but I'm trying to say, is it, let me make it safe to brainstorm. Yeah. So the last phrasing is that stepping into it first. Of course, I'm going to speak to the leaders and say, leaders, step into it first. Say to your team, hey, team, I, I just want you to know create safety and trust. We have a whole topic on that. Like this is a place in which you can make mistakes. You can share what you think and um, we're going to self-correct together. Set the tone as a leader of vulnerability and and now just say it, but like live it with your yeah, words. Yeah, live it. Okay, and maybe the last example I want to give, and it ties to this going first, because sometimes at work it can actually be easier to do this stuff because mm-hmm. we are in a performance mode where we're trying to be better and do better and do things yeah. we're supposed to. And then in our personal lives, it all just goes lax. Yeah. And I've noticed that often in friend groups, the the lack of connection, you know, people are, are more lonely than ever. Mm-hmm. Even with our closest friends, we feel a lack of connection. And I think one of the big reasons is because everyone's trying to prove themselves to each other still. Like mm-hmm. I do this all the time with my friends. I'm still trying to show what I know and say and one up them and say something that like, oh yeah, and I know this. And, right. And, and, then and it that kills the it connection. Does. It does. And so when I think about the gift of going first is that somebody's got to break that cycle. cycle. Mm-hmm. Somebody has to. Great point. And guess what? They are not going to. You are because you're you the are. one listening to this podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but And but how can you, you break that one-upping cycle? Give an is, example. How can you break the one-upping so cycle? It's so simple, but it can be so hard. Mm-hmm. You literally just tell yourself in your head, like, stop trying to one-up and show how smart I am and, like, prove mm-hmm. myself and mm-hmm. look cool. And just share something that's more, like, down-to-earth and or maybe something like I'm scared. <laughs> it doesn't have to be something you're scared of, but just you just say something instead of saying, oh yeah, but have you seen the documentary on blah, blah, blah? Instead of saying that, mm-hmm. which I'm so guilty, right? I do this too. <laughs> you love you say, <laughs> yeah, That was the example that came. <laughs> instead of that, you say, I know, I just, I really don't know what I think about this. Yeah. Or and that. And they're like, whoa, I know. Or lean into them and don't even talk about you. Yeah, like, that wow, what do you to, think about that? I don't, yeah. I actually don't more, know a lot about that. Tell me more about it. That, no, 
Think about it. No one does this. No one does this it. is what creates true connection. It's true. And you stop feeling so lonely because we can be close in proximity and hang out every night and right. still feel mm-hmm. totally isolated if it's always about like, yeah. oh yeah, but I did this. Right, right. Absolutely. We don't mean to sound private, but that's but how it, it happens. goes. That's yeah, kind of how it goes. Yeah. So I would say to summarize. You're, you're going to try to summarize I'm going to try to summarize. Yeah, good luck. Is that try to figure out what it even means to you. First, figure out what it means to you. Try to find someone who leans into it more and see how it feels. And just start somewhere. Just start somewhere with a place to lean into being first in the place of vulnerability. That's it. 